Hello, beautiful souls. Victoria Amador here from Soul Healing Tribe and the Awakening the Healer Within trainingprogram.com. And today I have a conversation. I have compiled different questions that people have emailed me, those that are listening on the YouTube channel or through the different social media. And from those, I picked three. So I'm going to to answer those questions in this video, the first question is, is everything about witchcraft and spirit attachments when I hear voices or could it be a curse? That's question number one. And then question number two is, what's your opinion about going into Santeria if I have spiritual gifts or should I start with spiritismo? So spiritismo is spiritism. And question number three is, can I connect to the natives even if I am white American? So I'm going to answer those three questions and I'll try to do it really fast because there is no need to prolong um, the video. And I think, um, let's start with question number one, is everything about witchcraft and spirit releasement, spirit attachments when I hear voices or could it be a curse? And this is a really good question because sometimes it has nothing to do with witchcraft or a curse or spirit attachments when you're hearing voices and when you're hearing intrusive thoughts. Normally people, if people are hearing a nice voice that says, you can do this, um, let's go for it. They don't think it's something outside. They, they know it's them um, pumping themselves up, right? So normally when you hear someone asking this question, it's gonna be because they're having a negative experience. We ha I have had clients that have no spirit attachment or have been involved in any type of witchcraft to them or from them or any curse. And they have been hearing those voices. And sometimes it's people that are alive, like you and me, that created a specific trauma in this person. And because a part of the energy stays with you when the trauma happens. Okay, let me put it this way. Let's say as a child, you're being beaten by, and I'm sorry if this is a trigger, you're being physically abused by a parent. During that trauma where their father or the mother is doing this or the guardian or whoever it is that is beating physically abusing the, the child, there is a part of the person that is committing the abuse that may attach to the child at that moment. And because the child is being abused, their auric field is gonna be vibrating at a very low vibration, at a very low frequency. And because of that, whatever is around, in this case, let's say the guardian, mother, father, or sibling, or whoever it is, that person, if that person also detached because they know they shouldn't be doing this, or they have so much hate and anger that a part of them comes out and attaches to the physical body of the child, you now have an attachment that it is a spirit attachment, but it's not a ghost. It's someone that is alive, just like you and me, that is now an extension of the of the parent or the guardian that is now with you always and will keep telling you the same thing that he experienced in that moment. You're a bad person. You don't deserve this. You didn't do the dishes. You didn't do the homework. So now I'm going to 
uh, make you pay for this. And that becomes a, a repetitive loop in the person, even though it is someone that is alive. So not every spirit attachment is going to have to deal with a disembodied energy. It could be a very alive person that is here right now that has become an extension of you. So that is one way. Another way is that when we were in different experiences, we we created belief systems. We believe something about ourselves during the moment of the trauma. For example, in that moment that the child is being abused, it might be creating a belief that says I am worthless because my not even my parents or my guardian love and value me. So the belief system that you created in that moment may become a repetitive loop. So when you work through the trauma, it's automatically you're going to start letting go of that thought that says, I am worthless. I am no value. I cannot be seen. I have to hide because otherwise this is going to happen to me. So sometimes the voices may go away. The thoughts may go away for many years because you have to survive. But then when you're getting ready to handle that, your soul is like, okay, now is the time we are going to do this. You may start hearing or feeling those feelings again. And you might be thinking, but I made it. I went to get my bachelor's. I got my master. I even got my PhD. Why is this happening to me? I'm, I'm giving you a version of a client recently. I have a PhD. I'm a doctor, this and this. And I made it. I made it out of that poverty. I cannot believe this is happening to me. So and so X, Y, and Z happened when I was a child. And you really made me want to get out of this reality, this poverty. So I did everything and I got out. And now I got out. I'm making a lot of money. And these thoughts keep coming back. So they're very frustrated. And because there is emotion, energy pumping up, it means that your soul is ready to deal with that. So getting the help is going to be key because it is happening for a reason, especially if you if you went away and you stay silent for so long because you needed to function. When you're ready to have the mental space or the maturity and the strength, it's going to come back so that you can deal with it. So not everything is going to be a curse that happened in a past life or this life, or it's going to be about witchcraft. Somebody did black magic on me, and this is why I'm ruined, or this is why everything is failing. You know, I have a client that um, he really is in a dark place, and he started to think. He, he went to see a lot of different energy workers, um, and, you know, like, you know, like, energy worker priestess uh priest in different occult practices and i call them energy worker too because they, everything is about energy right so anyways this person went to see a lot of priests in different occult practices not just in one but a lot and he was going through so much confusion because one person will tell him one thing, the other person will tell him another thing, another person in another practice will tell them all the thing. He went to see Whatever you can imagine in the Caribbean different occult practices, believe me, he done it. He has done it. He has experienced those ceremonies, sessions, and consultations and divination. And he was so confused to the point that he was starting to lose his mind. A lot of things happened in those ceremonies and those sessions that were done. And I'm not going to mention any specific practice so that people don't think that I'm attacking anyone in particular but 
when you consider how you go to one person and that person has their own energy and the, the spirit guys and the energies that work with them, they're there in the ceremony, right? They're there when you're doing consultation, especially if you're calling on your ancestors and they're calling on their ancestors and the energy are, you know, like missing together. So now next week, I'm going to go to another one and it's going to miss again. And then next month, I'm going to go to another one because the problem is still there. Nothing has worked. And now I am creating so much energy entanglement, which is what happened to this person, that even though there was not nothing that somebody did against him, he did it for himself. So I, and I think I got sidetracked because people always think, okay, somebody did magic on me, black magic, and I'm going to go figure this out and I'm going to figure out. And sometimes when you start doing all of this, it may appear as black magic because you now have so much energy entanglement between so many different people that you went to see that it may look like it, but it's really you doing that to yourself because you are exchanging and connecting with the energies that work with these people at a very deep level, when you open up your soul to work with energy and do ceremonies and do rituals and do this and do that, you're really connecting with those people that you're choosing to do work with you, whether it is, I'm not going to mention any spiritual practice, but you know, in the Caribbean, we have a lot of different occult practices, a lot of different types of divination and a lot of rituals that are done that sometimes will entangle your energy to the people sometimes no it will always entangle your energy to the to the people that are doing the work for you that's why when you go to Ababalao what do they do if a sign comes and he says you have to be careful because this person is going to be in problem and this and that they will also charge you to do the ritual that they have to do after they work with you so that they don't pay the consequences because they work with you, because your energy is such a ball of energy that everything is tangled up that when the Babalao starts to work with you, they might also receive some of that. And to break away from that, they charge you so that they can get the ingredients that they need and the other Babalaos that they need in order to do the ritual to make sure that that person doesn't receive the heat because they decided to help you. So they understand that the energy entanglement is so strong with some people, depending on whether, you know, whatever sign is coming for you, whatever order, so that they also have to clean themselves. Well, if the Babalao is cleaning themselves because your energy is like this, right? What do you think is going to happen when you go to an occult um, or any type of divination and you're now, even if it's tarot and you're now exchanging that energy with those people and you continue to do it and continue to do it, it's gonna to get to the point where you creating your own darkness, right? Because you're, you're intermingling your energy with so many people that you have no idea who the spirits are. You have no idea if they have the best intention in mind for you. You have no idea what other things are happening in the astral realm that may affect you somehow. So. I think people have to be more aware of this. You can know if you have a problem, you have to go you, and you're going to go to someone, make sure that you wait enough time before you go find somebody else. Or yeah, you just have, you cannot just jump around from people to people. It can become, it can really make you go crazy. Okay, so let's continue with question number two. What is your opinion about going into, oh, that was question number two. No, was that a question? No. What's your opinion about going to Santeria if I have spiritual gifts or 
should I start with Spiritismo? A lot of people that want to go into any practice, whether it is open or closed practice, they they are waking up to the spiritual ability or they may have very strong abilities and it's just coming out of nowhere. So they might be confusing the knee assistance. Finding someone that can help you is key. But I think before anyone jumps into any anything, I think Spiritismo becomes like the basic stuff that somebody has to learn to know how to work with um, the spirits, to know how to call them, to know how to communicate with them, to know how to send them away, to know things that you're not going to learn when you go into Santeria or any other practice unless you go into a full-blown and, and your sign that comes, your auto that comes, or your doom that comes out says you have to. If you don't, you're not going to be given the option unless you know you have very open-minded people that are working with you on that. Um, but normally, Santeria um, or any other practice is going to give you you go to divination and they're gonna tell you based on your sign on your Odu, if you should go forward. And sometimes if the sign doesn't come out or if the sign says you have to go into IFA, you, there are restrictions is what I'm saying. So you will want to make sure that, that you have the basics cover before you take such a big step into going to um, Santeria. So, I will rec- my opinion, my my humble opinion will be start with spiritism where you learn, you can even do that by reading some of the Allen Kardec books where you are learning some of the basic things like what type of spirits are there, what why do they come? Um, how can you call on them? What should you do to as into dispatch and close? how the set the 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 misa properly and this and that there are basic things that you need to learn and then when you go into spiritismo um you're going to have people that are going to assist you if you really start that training with with people that are knowledgeable so I will start there, to be honest I think I think it will be very good for people that are still trying to figure out like where do I fit in? Because the, the thing is that a lot of people that I talk to, they they have so many abilities and they also feel like once I start and I go into an occult practice, I'm going to have no option to get out or, or I'm going to have limitations put, to, put from whoever is helping me. Like, you know, if, if you talk to some of the people that are in different practices, they will tell you that their godparents will tell them, you cannot do this, you cannot do that, you cannot do that. So there are a lot of limitations when it comes to some of the occult practices. So if you're like more into like new age, or if you feel like you have done that in past lives, and now is, yes, you have that gift and you have that energy that calls you to those practices because you've done it before, but you're not sure that if you're ready to move forward, I will start with something that is more open than closed, is what I'm saying. So, and the last question is, can I connect to the natives even if I am white American? And the answer is yes, because 
think about it. Even if you're way American, you came from, well, if you're way American, it's because your, your ancestors came from Europe, right? But at the same time, there were natives in every place, NATO Australian, NATO Fiji, or the, the Asian ones, the African ones, all of them are natives to the land, right? So what happened is that I believe that there is different, different people, different ancestors, whether, for example, I'll give you an example so that I can make sense. When I connect to the energy of the natives, a lot of the time, yes, there are a lot of Tainos there, but there is way more than just one type of people from one tribe. And sometimes some of the natives also that come, they're very white skinned. Like, and a lot of natives were white skinned. Like, yeah, some of them were a little, um, you know, like tan or so, a little reddish and stuff like that. But there were so many white um, looking natives. And a lot of them came from different places throughout the planet. So, and by the time that we're here in this generation, we have had to have so many thousands of ancestors that when you come to the natives, you should come with an open heart because the when we, I connect to the native energy in trance or, you know, like when I'm trying to do work, it is a pure loving energy. Of course, there were natives that were evil, just like any people, because humans are good or bad in, in the middle. But when you connect to the native of the energy of the natives that are coming forward to work with you and help others in ceremony, in, in you know, in sessions and so on, meditation, you're connecting to an energy that is about the collective, helping the collective heal feel better, feel good, feel that connection to nature and everything else to the, oh my God, it's so beautiful. So you cannot think, oh, because I'm white, I'm not allowed, or because I'm black, I'm not supposed to, or because I'm, if, if I'm black, I cannot do this, or we need to get rid of the skin. We need to go beyond the skin and really tap into our heart to feel that connection. I have met, I mean, I have met people that are white American that when you tap into their ancestors, they have so much native energy within or a lot of natives that are walking within. And I'm like, it's just beautiful. Like there are no, this is only a problem for us that are human here. When we rise above that to a higher frequency, a higher vibration, this doesn't matter anymore. We are spirits, we're energy. And when we're energy, we don't have this problem. It's about what they represent, what vibration they bring forward. And the natives have a very collective consciousness that is beyond magical. So when you start working with loving and accepting and helping the collective, the natives are going to show up regardless of who you are on the outside, like on this physical reality. So I think we need to be conscious of the energies that come forward. They work with us based on this right here, our level of consciousness, our heart, our purity, our ability to assist 
And sometimes there will be energies that come to you if you are going through a dark path where you feel like I have to, I'm not going to get into that, but let's talk about the natives. The natives are going to come when you are raising your vibration and you are tapping into the collective energy and you feel oneness. And when you feel that oneness, the natives are going to show up, whether they're going to protect you, they're going to teach you about plants or about the different elements, or they're going to actually clear the space for you so that you can go and journey and go deep. They are going to show up. All you have to do is really work on your heart space because Otherwise, you're not going to have that blessing. I'm going to leave it here for now, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you so much.